We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN, featuring no other pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright and Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another hey. episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy, Dan. Dan, what's going on, my friend? Buddy, what's happening to you, man? What's going on? <clears throat> What's going on is I enjoy watching us on uh, YouTube every week. If you're not watching us on YouTube, you I don't know. I don't know who we're doing this for. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're missing all sorts of behind the scenes action. We got you know gorgeous faces. Sometimes we react in a, in silly ways. It's true. <laughs> Maybe there's wrestling uh, innuendos. Who knows? There could be that. <laughs> yeah, check it out. KCSN Soccer on YouTube. You can see us. See the video version. We got a whole graphics package and everything. It's it's legit. Oh, it's the so, glow up is what it is, man. It's the glow yeah. up. I see you. Uh, if you're on the video, you'd see that Dan brought some temporary scarves to, to his temporary space. There it is, man. I got it's the temporary studio, uh, courtesy of, of my spouse. Uh, Marissa had to get those. <laughs> she's like, you need something. I'm, I'm going to make it happen. I was like, all right. And she does this and she's like, eh, your big head's going to block it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, God damn it. It is. It certainly is. <laughs> ah, well, hey, you know, an attempt was made, although it is funny because your head is almost exactly where the scarves are. Yeah. Yeah. She might not have said those words, but she was thinking it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, no, it's been good. I'm still recovering a little bit from that Chiefs game on Sunday. My oh my. Here we are again. What uh, aren't you just proud to be a Kansas City transplant, my friend? It's, yeah, uh, it's on- a good time. Honorary Chiefs fan, you know, I, as people probably know, I'm a Packers fan, but I root for the Chiefs as long as they're not playing the Packers, and the Packers haven't had much to root for this year. So it's just crazy. You hear about these big time quarterbacks, and they all have these excuses like, well, they lost their number one wide receiver, and then Patrick Mahomes loses his number one right wide receiver and is still doing great things. So it's and he has one leg, and his one... next three receivers go down, and he's playing people at receiver you've never heard of, and I... Travis Kelsey's having back spasms, and oh, man. It, he's, Mahomes, he's a gypsy. He's 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 doing magician stuff. He's uh, you know, maybe he'll throw it underhand sometime. Little shovel pass here, behind the back here. I don't really understand it, uh, yeah. but I certainly am here to enjoy it and uh, 
I'm ready for pizza and hot wings on Super Bowl Sunday, man. Here Oof. we go. Oof. Where's the best vegan hot wings in uh, Kansas City? Or do you make them? We like to do our own. I mean, we just bought, we found at Sam's Club, uh, frozen packages of Beyond Popcorn Chicken. And I was okay. like, well, this is new. I uh, have never tried this. So we just threw a whole bag in the oven. And I made a little hot sauce of Frank's and some vegan butter. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy stuff. Not too spicy because sure. Frank's can be a little spicy sometimes. Right. But the butter kind of milds that up. So yeah, it was delicious. We had way too many of those. And the workout the next day felt it was like, oh, chicken workouts are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I do like some, you know, buffalo cauliflower bites. Oh, yeah. Those are pretty good, too. So those are good. But I'm thinking option. more, you know, Beyond has that protein. And so, you That's know, true. like, yeah, it's fake meat, but you're getting that gluten, that protein. Uh, whereas cauliflower, I'm like, well, now I'm just eating veggies and I'm not that I'm just hungry. I'm just hungry yeah. again. I don't want to be too healthy if I'm, if I'm going to do this. Well, yeah, it's, it's called a cheat meal for a reason. What are we doing? Right. Exactly. So, okay. Me well, veggies. Yeah. I'll have a spinach. What am I, a bunny? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm very excited. It's fun to have the chiefs back in the super bowl. Uh, I mean, I, at this point it's sort of a, uh, uh, a toss-up as to who's who's the best team and who's going to win between them and the Eagles. I think it's going to be a good game. So you think so? I think so. What, what I think it should be a bloodbath. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. For the, in favor of the Chiefs, I think we'll get some healthy people back. Could be a bloodbath, and uh, I, mean, I don't know, man. The Eagles have not had like a tough route to get here, and even their entire season was not a tough schedule. You know, I mean that's true, but you know your boy Jalen Hurts roll yeah, tight, like Jalen. I do like Jalen. I, I get this. My uh, my my supervisor at work is an Oklahoma person, and she's like, "Oh, you know, gotta gotta rep Jalen, but also the Chiefs." And I said, "Don't act like you own Jalen." I said, "Jalen spent three <laughs> years at motherfucking Alabama, and then did one senior season at Oklahoma, and now yeah. he's y'all's. He's yeah. y'all's. Get the hell out of here. Roll Tide." <laughs> <laughs> I did. I said well, that. They- I was like, "You can't be serious." Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I still think of him as an Alabama quarterback, but you know, 100%. I saw him when he was a freshman when Alabama destroyed USC in in Dallas. So yeah, not his fault. Uh, but Tua came along and was like, "I'll take over now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, congrats to the Chiefs. KCSN has plenty of other mm-hmm. Chiefs podcasts, so you can check those out and get all the coverage. Uh, I'm sure between yeah. Al and the Super Bowl and, and beyond. So. People are likely surprised that they have a uh, soccer podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get those, those tweets every once in a while. So hey, it's all good. We're here though. We're here. We love the haters. We're, we're KCSN celebs, bro. There you go. Speaking of, look at that transition. There it is. Uh, this Saturday, 6.05 PM at the Cable Dahmer Arena. Your boys have been Missouri. invited. In Independence, Missouri, your boys have been invited to participate in the Kansas City Comets Celebrity Game. So we will be there. We will be playing. I think it's at halftime of the game. Or I guess it's not really half. They do do it multiple periods. Well, so, it, there's a longer halftime. There's a longer halftime. Yeah. So, but go to the game. I mean, if you haven't, we've said this before. If you haven't been to a Comets game, it's a fun time. It's a vibe. It's a party. It's got <clears throat> laser tag music playing. It feels like there's things going on all the time because it's played in a literal hockey rink, basically, yeah. just not on ice. So it's uh, it's going to be a good time. This is weird. I'm flattered. I'm flattered to be included. <laughs> and uh, if, I, if I'm going to be in a celebrity game, it's time to, you know, start acting like a celebrity, man. I think I need new oh, shoes no. or something or, uh, you know, an excuse it's, to go yeah. buy, buy new stuff. <laughs> 
because you don't get enough shoes every so often through the sneakers app. That's true. Shut your mouth. I think that, (laughs) (laughs) but Chris, Chris from the KC current podcast with me, he's going to, he's going to join us. And then, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hopefully we can get some goals. I I told Chris, I said, don't make a fool out of me. You're a goal scorer. Act like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what? So obviously the goal is a lot smaller, but we're going to be able to, you know, kick it off the walls and such. It's going to be pretty wild. What I, I don't know is how many people are going to be playing. Because as most of you probably know, if you've seen the Sporting Kansas City media game, it's like 20 on 20. But that's because it's a full-size field. And we die if we try to do 11 on 11 on that field. This is <laughs> a much true. smaller surface. There are like 10 midfielders on that. You know, actually 10 <laughs> forwards. Everyone wants right. to be forward, you know. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be fun. I think it could be a cluster real fast. I don't know how many people are involved. I think our friend Hartzell will be there. So yeah. maybe we can, uh, I don't really know him, but uh, yeah. Tucker, our producer, I think might be there. Is he going to be there? Well, since so. we're all celebs now, I guess we just, we just all know each other. You know, it's an, it's an elite yeah. group, really. I'm just going to be firing the ball toward the goal as hard as possible. I'll be there to head it in, my friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm the king of cleaning up dirty shots. Yeah. Like I just freaking sit there and I'll get a toe on it. And I'm like, Hey, I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I'm excited. I haven't shoes? been out. Uh, I don't have special indoor shoes now. I'm just going to be wearing my running shoes. I'm breaking out the indoor shoes, my friend. Oh, boy. See, this is is where I get a little nervous. Could be good. You might have some ballers out there. You might have some radio DJs that are like, excuse me, I played semi-pro. Right. (laughs) Well, last time I played any sort of indoor, it was uh, supposed to – I was told, basically, it was like an old man league. And Mm -hmm. they're like, it's not that serious. We just do it for fun. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. That's my vibe. And I show up, and – this was not an old man league. They were uh, a couple of brothers who were born and raised in Mexico who played semi-pro down there. There was like a 17-year-old who was in the SKC Academy. I was like, this is not an old man league. And I was sore for like the next two weeks after it because it was a 75-minute game. Out of your element, dude. Just oh, out of your so element. So far out of my element. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. I, I feel like uh, you were you were bait and switched. I was bamboozled, <laughs> hoodlinked, led astray. All those things. I'd be so mad. I'd be like, but you you told me this was just like a beer league. We were going to have some fun. I don't understand. I thought <laughs> I would show up and be freaking Lionel Messi running around all these old dudes who were just like <laughs> casually passing the ball back and forth. And I'd be running around doing it. Nope. I was, I looked like an incompetent fool. Hey, so. I got one better for you. I was asked to play outdoor. Uh, and I believe it was eight on eight. And I never played. And I literally had like, I had these shoes I wear for slow pitch softball. They were like mm-hmm. turf shoes, mm-hmm. but they were for softball. And so I'm, I didn't have cleats. I, I had to get shin guards and didn't know what positions were. I had nothing, dude. I wasn't even into soccer yet, but I was in the best shape of my life. Like I was freaking like, I could run a, run a mile around people. I was feeling good, looking good. And this guy's like, yeah, put Kuz out on the wing. He can run for miles. And I'm like, cool. Sounds good. That comes with a lot of responsibility because then right. you're getting the ball. And I was like, what do I do? And he's like, when in doubt, kick it out. And I said, well, I have a lot of doubts. So bye-bye. <laughs> I just didn't really tough, understand. I, I needed some guidance. So they, I've yeah. grown. I've grown. Well, there you go. I'm going to be, if you got indoor shoes, I'm going to be counting on you on Saturday. Hey, maybe you just, maybe, maybe you should volunteer to be keeper. Absolutely not. Be, really? I'm not trying to get my nose the ball. Broken. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to get my, oh, I'll touch the ball. I'm just not trying to get my nose broken. <laughs> oh, I'll, buddy, you might not touch the ball. There might be 30 of us. It might That's be 15 okay. on 15. I'll box some people out. I'm a big dude. Dude, what are you doing? You're going to get a Take kick. up space. We're not going to get invited back. You're going to get Hold a kick out. Play. 
Hold up, play. What? <laughs> when? Did... You're acting like you've been playing forever. I am just, I am blown away by this confidence, and I love it. <laughs> It'll be fun. I'm excited. I'm looking well, forward to it. Chris is good. I said, bro, you get you get that goal, and yeah. you're going to get no other pod announcements. You're going to get lights, probably like horns. Marissa's going to have one of those things. <laughs> those little, you know, <laughs> those noisemakers. things that you have at <laughs> New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, oh, New Year's Eve ratchet. Or a little cowbell. A ling, 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 ling. It's going to be great. They do sell cowbells. I'm pretty sure they're at the, they do. the game. We might so. even bring our own no other pod cowbells. I did. They did uh, ask us what we want on our jerseys, and I, I said on the back of mine, I want no other pod. You did? So, yeah. I blew it. No, it's all good. I, I think uh, I'm going to try to take that. And then I have another shirt. It's not an official shirt, but I have another shirt that says no other pod from a, one of the Sporting KC media games I was in. Mm-hmm. Back there. Might put them back there. Oh, okay. Right behind me and uh, get some lights and whatnot. So I get a little bit of a backdrop going. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Didn't didn't know what size to go with because they don't uh, do the whole Adidas Nike situation. So I didn't want to yeah. take a risk. I, I said extra large and I'm worried it might be a little tight depending on what kind of cut it is because, you know, if it's like the Nike soccer jerseys, oof, you got to order like two sizes up. Yeah, but, I don't I don't know if it is the Nike. I mean, I I did order, I got the hoodie and I was like, "All right, uh maybe I'm maybe it's snug because I had pizza today. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it is. We'll say it yeah, is. It'll be probably. it'll feel better in a couple of days. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, it'll be fun. Come check it out. You can get tickets uh online. You can get them on SeatGeek wherever. They're not very expensive. Free Affordable. parking. It's a fun time. So. Free parking, come out, yell at us. I mean, I'm I'm pumped, dude. This is gonna be ridiculous. And Tucker is gonna be there. You said. I, I mean, I I think I saw on Twitter that he's planning on being back. So, we'll see. Fair enough. Cool. I thought it we were sli- I thought we. I thought we. I mean, cut maybe. Him. I thought we maybe. undercut him, and we we're like, we'll take your spot. You never know. But I think it'll, there'll be a lot of people there, and it'll be fun. Well, maybe we'll we'll just we'll see how it plays out. Maybe you're uh, hoping uh, for a, 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 a Jason Sudeikis sighting, but. Well, you got captains, right? And you'll we'll we see. might we, we might start out on the bench, buddy. We might be uh Let's the first say. shift change or something. Hockey you know? line change. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's gonna be like Mighty Ducks. I'm just gonna yell, change it up, and we're gonna go running off and, and back onto the onto the is it a field? It's not a field playing area. Yeah, I mean it's so. it's a soccer rink. The rink. <laughs> so we'll do a flying V down the field, passing the ball back and forth. Hey, the goal is to just not get hurt. Because yeah. if you do get hurt, you know how embarrassing well, that is. And we scouted it a little bit. Some, you know, the carpet that they use, the turf that they use. There's some seams there that are, yeah, sometimes questionable. That's why I'm like, if you, if I could play <laughs> forward or defender, you know, something that really limits me from staying in the midfield. Yeah, that'd be good. It, it'll be fun. We're looking. But it's indoor, to it. bro. Everyone goes everywhere. You yeah. just shoo, shoo, shoo. It's crazy. Yeah. So come check it out. Uh, Saturday, six oh five p.m. is the kick, and then uh, sometime in the middle of the game around halftime. We're taking uh, taking the field. Taking so it'll be the fun. field, man. Absolutely. Uh, in terms of sporting Kansas City news this week, there's there's not a ton to talk about, uh, except there was another preseason game. Yes. And uh, sporting we played Kansas a great City. team. Yeah, yeah, sporting Kansas City. It uh, technically we didn't start with this. It's a victory pot. Yeah, this is the first victory pot of 2023. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's not the regular season, so I don't know if it really counts. But uh, Sporting Kansas City did get a win over soccer powerhouse Grand Canyon University. Listen, have you been to the Grand Canyon? It's a spectacle. To name your university after it, you got to have balls. And by having balls, I mean <laughs> we're going to celebrate. On a, year, on a year following a year you don't make the playoffs, you're going to celebrate a preseason victory. I don't give a sure. shit. Sure, we're, we're celebrating. Even if it's against a college that few people have heard of, 
<laughs> I I thought it for for a second. I was like, oh, they played Florida Gulf Coast. They must be, uh, you know, pretty good in just soccer like GCU. too. Like, yeah, missed the F. Yeah, just missed it. But <laughs> I think that uh, man, like what five five goal scorers or something? Yeah, uh, eight goals from five different goal scorers. Uh, Willie Agata and Marino Janice each got a brace. So that's good. I like seeing Janice getting in on the action. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know, it says uh, Peter Vermees rotated in 10 new field players for the second half. Um, one of them uh, was trialist Sean Joash. Um, he played at Grand Canyon University um, and, and he scored for Sporting Kansas City in the second period, just 26 seconds in. So uh, lots and lots of goals. Willie Agata got a goal with an assist from Eric Tommy. And then there was an own goal. Uh, Agata again, assisted by Daniel Shallowy. Then Joe Ash from da Jake Davis. Danny Flores from Jason Mejia. Marinos Janis unassisted. Jake Davis from Danny Flores. And then Marinos Janis from Felipe Hernandez. So that's a lot of names that we're familiar with and some uh, less than familiar names, but yeah, you know, again, given assists as well. I mean, hell of a assists. time. I think what is uh, important to note is that don't obviously take an eight zero victory over grand Canyon university as anything that's indicative of how the season will go, but it's or do. good. Could or be fun. Do. I mean, I, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. You do what you want. Um, but I think, I think this is something that just is more game speed action to get them back up to full fitness. The three goalkeepers each played 30-minute periods mm -hmm. again. Um, and then the first, uh, first half was, I would say, a little bit closer to probably what we could expect from the starting 11. It was Tim Melia and then Caden Pierre, because Zussi didn't participate still. Uh, Courtney Ford, Andre Ufantes, and Ben Sweat along the back line. And then Roger, Remy, and Eric Tommy in the midfield, Johnny Russell, Willie Agata, and Daniel Shallowy up top. So that's not obviously the final starting 11 because there's some midfielders that, that haven't been able to participate yet. Nemanja Rodoya, you know, Graham Zussi wasn't in there, Alan Polito, but that's closer. That, that, that's kind of a starting 11 from the end of last year, I would say. Yeah. So totally. Um, I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting. I think it's it's just exciting to see Sporting Kansas City goal scores on a, a score sheet. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I uh, you know I wish we could watch these games and have some you know have a little fun just watching the guys play and everything. But I, I understand it. I get it uh, on, yeah. on why we can't. But soon, folks, we are. Uh, oh my God! It, as of today, it's it's February, which means it's February. It's MLS season month. MLS kickoff month. So the countdown is on. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City. KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. February 25th, 9.30 p.m. in Portland against the Portland Timbers. That'll be the first game for sporting. You said 9.30? 9.30 p.m. Central. I like that. I like it because I I am busy that day, so I, I will be home late. So I dig that. You doing a show? Tech rehearsal, my friend. Tech, Tech rehearsal, rehearsal starts, and we all know that those can either go smoothly or awful and it's the first night so that's where all the kinks <laughs> all the kinks happen on the first night you know yeah well 9 30 p.m so it'll be there providence park in portland it's a that's a big one you know portland yeah. um traditionally are a pretty <clears throat> decent team and this off season has been wild for them with all the off season stuff and um so i'm i'm really curious to see in this first game and, and maybe we talk about it a little bit more as we get closer how the portland timbers fans react because mm-hmm. there's a lot of Timbers fans that are still very mad at Merritt Paulson, who has not divested or said he would sell the Portland Timbers. I think there were talks yeah. about you know selling the Thorns and firing Gavin Wilkinson from his role with the Thorns and all that, but he's not really separating himself from the Timbers. But there's also a ton of other people who really don't care and will be it's at true. this game. You know, it's probably I get that. I sometimes feel like, as much as you want to feel like you're you're taking a stand and doing good things, there's it's sad to say, but there's probably worse people that are going to, you know, not do that. <laughs> yeah, it will be. I just I'll be interested because the Timbers Army has done like silent protests and stuff before. Usually not for the full game. It's like True. the first 10 minutes will be quiet or whatnot. So it might be a really weird vibe on TV if they do something like that, at least for a period of time. I kind of like that. Like, you know, hey, we we're here for the players. We know it's not their fault. You know, what I mean, we're here to watch True. them and the team. But we do want you to know that we are not happy. That's so that's I, always I the catch that. 22 I think as a fan is like you want to be able to support the players. Yeah, cuz um, they have nothing to do with it. Right. But then at the same time if you buy a ticket or especially if you buy concessions or beers or drinks or whatnot, that money's going to the owner who you're trying to protest against. So it, yeah. it's it's tough and it's kind of I'm not judging anybody for what they do or don't do. Sure. That, you know, everybody's processing this in their own way. And it's tough when you live in society in modern day to, if you're trying to take a stand for everything, it gets real hard. So if they do a silent protest, then hey, good on them and, and, and we'll see what happens. Well, here's a good question. Uh, what is the best way to support a player? Is it simple as buying their jersey? Is that the I do way? believe they get a, a percentage of their jersey sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it is tough as an individual to support individual players, unless they have some sort of a side hustle, like a, like yeah. cameo or something. I don't know outside of that. I think uh, the obvious answer is Jersey sales, huh? Jersey sales. Or maybe if they have a charitable foundation, you can support their charitable foundation. Kind of like a bunch of uh, NFL fans did for DeMar Hamlin, the bills defensive yeah. player who got injured and it raised like more than $10 million for his charity. So insane. That's insane. Yeah. It's really cool. So if there's something like that, I think that works. But but also like MLS is a little different because, you know, DeMar Hamlin, he's, he's not getting generational money even as an NFL player. He's going to have to get a job after. But at least for now, he's making somewhere in the, you know, 
hundreds of thousands to around a million dollars probably mls players are you know they're they're fine but like seventy thousand dollars eighty thousand dollars that's a good you know yearly salary for you know the average worker a yeah. really good salary but that's also not going to get you anything beyond the year that you're in have you ever so. wondered how come how come mls salaries are not geo-based like it, a normal person like us if we were to mm. pack up and uh you know maybe even stay with our company and move to california mm-hmm. most all companies now have to say okay can we afford to pay this person california wages you know what i mean and mls yeah. doesn't do that that i think about that with like latif blessing or Ilya going out to la and, and just uh sure. maybe kind of struggling at, at the start you know I mean, that would have to be collectively bargained into the the CBA by the union. I, I don't know of any professional sports team that does that. And you, yeah. but, but it does impact player decisions. You think about Tyreek Hill. He just left Kansas City and it was between the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins reportedly. And he's come out and flat out said, yeah, I went to the Dolphins because Florida doesn't have state income tax. Oh, wow. So I get the same contract offer from both states. One's got state income tax. One doesn't. I'm going to go place where I can get more money. So, Very good point. There's, there's this place has health of, insurance. Uh, I think I'm going to go there. You know, right? There's all sorts of considerations that that come into play there. So it, it is an interesting point, and and I think you know maybe that's one of the advantages that a smaller market like Kansas City or a team like Sporting Kansas City has, especially if they're trying to attract those mid-level players. You know, it might not matter so much if you're making two, three, four million dollars a year, but uh, I don't know. It depends on the lifestyle you want because two million dollars in Kansas City, you're going to be more than well off two million dollars in la you're still doing more than fine but two million dollars in la is not going to buy you nearly the lifestyle that it can buy you in kansas city i imagine alan Polito is just balling out in overland park kansas you know right right (laughs) and the average home in los angeles costs like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars so it's and seven hundred fifty thousand dollars here in kansas city is a freaking mansion yeah it's a great home (laughs) So there's there's definite differences and nuances there. So it's it's a good point. Um, but yeah, looking forward to uh, to the start of the season. One thing I saw this uh, Mike McGrew at Zavagtastic on Twitter. He he pointed this out. Um, this is uh, from uh, an analytics company, Stats Bomb. Uh, you know how we've talked about previously that Sporting Kansas City doesn't do well, particularly defending set pieces. Um. There's an interesting stat that was put out in t- uh, specifically about corner kicks. Now, this is on the offensive side. This is expected goals per corner for the Western Conference. So basically, every corner kick that's taken, it's ranking the teams in the Western Conference by their expected goals. So how, how good are you offensively at converting from corner kicks? Do you know where Sporting Kansas City ranked in the Western Conference in terms of XG per corner in the Western Conference? Is this last year? Yeah, for last year. Oh, the worst. Dead last. Yeah, I, I didn't even have to cheat. Like I just, it just makes so much sense Dead because last. we just, we just kick corner kicks and and nothing really comes of it. Less than uh, it's about a third. Our XG from corners is about a third of what it was for uh, the Colorado Rapids on a per corner basis. They were number one. Austin number two. Nashville three. Seattle four. Minnesota United five. Uh, Vancouver. The Vancouver Whitecaps and the Houston Dynamo are the next two worst teams above us. And even still, we're maybe at two-thirds of the XG per corner that they're at. There's a pretty significant drop-off 
from uh, second to last to dead last, which is Sporting Kansas City on XG per corner. So it's, it makes sense, dude. I mean, just go watch the games last year. It we didn't have anything going for us. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how we were supposed to put like goals in the back of the net. I mean, we didn't have any real aerial threat. I wouldn't say like e- even Fontas was not really getting down there in the mix all that much. You know, he, mm-hmm. he did get lucky with like a goal towards the top of the top of the box one time, you know, off a corner kick scuffle, but yeah. And so I think Daniel Sperry pointed this out too. I think there's two points here. We haven't had a specific target where that's kind of our go-to guy. There was Ike for a while. EC could have been that guy, but he didn't really play all that much. Um, Courtney Ford could be that guy if he's on the field. Um, Kyrie should be that guy because he's big, but we'll see. But as, as Daniel Sperry points out, I think one of the bigger problems too is who's taking the corners? Because when it was Buzio that was here, Buzio was fantastic at whipping a ball in. Dropping was- dimes, dude. Now it's like Johnny and and uh, and who? Zussi on corners sometimes. sometimes. Felipe Hernandez on corners sometimes. Yeah. Um, Benny Failhaber was fantastic at corners. But, the, but there isn't that guy who you're like, okay, they're un- the undisputed set piece taker, undisputed corner taker, because they can consistently put the ball into a dangerous spot. That's so. always my fun. Uh, that's a fun task of mine every year uh, when I start watching games at the beginning of the season is to kind of map out like, oh, OK, looks like so and so is going to be our, our set piece guy or mm-hmm. our corner taker. You know, it's it's uh, it's something that makes itself pretty apparent at the beginning of the year, whether it's a guy solidified in that spot or mm-hmm. you can be like, oh, they're still trying to figure it out. Like You'll see. Yeah. It, who it. I'm I'm really fascinated to see. I mean, I think Willie Agata can be a dangerous player on set pieces because he can find his pl- his place into into space and and get open. He's scary, um, yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll be really interesting. Um, I'm not really sure who that person is. We don't know how Nemanja Radoy is off corners. You don't typically see a, a central defensive midfielder taking corners, but maybe he's the guy. I don't know. Yeah, um, we've seen Johnny score goals from set pieces before and, and whip those in. Uh, but that's a little bit of a different skill set, really, than whipping in a corner into a dangerous spot. Yeah, it's so. it's one thing to give service, and it's one thing to just be a gunslinger like Johnny can be off that uh, set piece. So, right, that's exciting, man. There's, there's a little storyline for you, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and I don't have any stats defensively. I'm I'm sure it wouldn't be great anecdotally <laughs> in terms of how many goals we give up compared to uh, other teams on corners or what our XG per corner is defensively. But yeah, um, maybe next week I'll, I'll try to find that and, and bring it up. So you're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas city, KC sports network. We'll be back right after this. Entertain, educate, inform KC sports network. Um, the last thing I was going to ask you, and I'm springing this on you with no preparation, is there a player on the 2023 Sporting Kansas City roster that you're particularly interested to see how they do? That's maybe not like a number one star. Like that, we're not. I'm not talking like an Alan Polito necessarily. Although you can say it if you want to. But is there somebody who you're like, this player is my dark horse player to watch in 2023. I think I like what I can see from them. I have someone in mind, but if you got someone already, I'll, I'll let you go first. Cool. Uh, main storyline and, and player I'm thinking of just off the top of my head, no thinking about it is uh, Courtney Ford because mm-hmm. we, he showed pretty good things for a while and people were talking about him and people were like, look at this guy. 
you know, coming back hometown kid, uh, you know, fell out of favor with the Rapids, had a couple injuries. Mom mm-hmm. passed away for God's sakes. Like you're just looking at this like story, right? This soap opera just unraveling. And then what happens? Very unfortunate uh, uh, drug test. Uh, sure. Re- you got, reprimand, you know? Yeah. Suspended uh, for PEDs. Uh, he, yes. You know, supposedly not his fault. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, and he gets people talking about him because he has to cut holes in his calves because it helped or in his calves, in his socks <laughs> to help relieve cramps and stuff, which I'm like, that's a bizarre idea. But hey, right. if it works, that's awesome. Yeah. And so I just think he never got a chance to have he never got a chance to come back from that suspension, really, you know, right. as he had to work himself back into the team. And so I don't know. I'd be interested to see if he's our uh, if he's a top dog back there on center back, man. I mean, right now. It's between him and Robert Volader to start, I guess, next to Andre Fontes, I would imagine. And I would imagine yeah. that Courtney Ford's maybe getting the slight nod there. And and I'm not talking so much about being the starter, but will sure. he produce moments? Um, right. I'm not saying score goals or save, you know, will there be moments? Does he stop people one-on-one, uh, a, a crucial slide to save a, uh, a corner or something like that. Just mm-hmm. producing moments. Not, Dude's not an athletic all-star. as hell. Yeah. He's fast too. And uh, he's pretty passionate. Uh, I don't know, man. It'd be cool to have him on here and have, have a conversation yeah. a little bit about the, the sure. potential comeback, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll try to hook that up. Yeah. Um, my guy I'm curious to see about is Marinos Janis mm. because I think he came in, uh, whether fair or not, I think he came in with with some pretty lofty expectations because of the transfer fee that was assigned to him and uh, because he was, I think, the first, but if not the first, then obviously one of the first three U22 initiative signings for Sporting Kansas City, which basically was a way to um, add younger, potentially more expensive talent, the other two being Logan and Denbe and Robert Volader. But I think Marino Janis being an attacker, uh, left winger, um with i think it was like a two million dollar transfer fee somewhere around there associated i'd have to double check that but he came in i think with quite a lot of hype around him and when he did get into the game at times last year there were certainly moments where you could look at marinos john and you would say he's the most creative attacker that we have on the field pre eric tommy and willie agata I, i think there were certainly times where you could look at him and say he's the creative spark for sporting kansas city then there were times um, we didn't see him at all. And then that's why I'm interested because then I don't think he really knew fully what to expect from Sporting Kansas City system or what Peter Vermees expects from him as an attacker. Mm-hmm. There were reports that he sort of got in the doghouse with Peter Vermees that maybe he wasn't working, especially on the defensive side, as much as Peter would have wanted. So even though he appeared in some way in 27 games in the 2022 season, he only played 765 minutes. He only started six games. He got one goal, zero assists, 22 shots, only eight of them on target. So I, But there's so much potential there. And he looked so creative on the ball that I am fascinated if, okay, he came in, You've given him a full year now. He's got a full offseason, fully in an offseason training program for Sporting Kansas City. Can he make the adjustments and be a significant contributor? Because he could challenge, if all things hit right for him, significant playing time with Daniel Shallowy on the left wing. I I do. That's possible. And that's definitely going to push, you know, push Shallowy to perform. Yeah. 
and, and I think that's the thing I want to see. I want to see a similar situation to what we have with Eric Tommy and Gadi Kinda. I want to see a similar situation to what we have with Willie Agata and Alan Polito. Have two guys that are good enough to start so they push each other and challenge each other and make each other better. Because you know, Eric Tommy and Willie Agata aren't sitting back on their laurels thinking I'm the shoe-in starter because I did so well at the end of last year. They got two designated players that are coming back they got to fight for time with. What a great uh, pleasure that should be for Peter Vermees to mm-hmm. have these options to be right. like, whoa, who do I start? What maybe, maybe he's better for this game, but he's better for that game. So I exactly. save him. It's wild, dude. You don't get you don't get that in other sports. You're not in you're not in college basketball saying like, well, I got to start this starting five. No, no, you have your starting five. Pretty much, yeah. F- football. You have your starting lineup. You don't have a right. running back that's going to be better against this team, for God's sakes. You know, right. it's that's where it could get real interesting. You're exactly right. They could do a lot more matchup specific stuff, a lot more mm-hmm. matchup specific tweaking of the strategy. Um, if they know, okay, you know what, uh, Marino Janis, he's a little bit speedier than Daniel Shallowy. He's a little bit more creative on the ball. Maybe he doesn't quite have the finishing product that Shallowy does. But if I see a weakness in terms of speed for an opposing team's right back and I want to exploit it. Maybe I put Janice in there this time. Or if I really think that we can have a goal poacher in there, I'm going to get Willie Agata in there to start this game instead of Polito. So we'll it's see. Exciting stuff, man. It's I, I When we talked to Peter, man, I wish we would have had all the time in the world because I, I would have <laughs> wanted him to go. I would have wanted him to go through these positions and really yeah. talk about them, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm sure he will at some point uh, in the press conferences and stuff. It, to an extent, he usually talks for a good 20 minutes in those things. Yeah, I'm sure he'll talk soon, um, and, and we'll get a better idea of who the the likely starters are going to be as we get closer to time. We'll probably get that new primary oh. kit soon, I would guess. You haven't even so. talked about like, I mean, goalkeepers and I uh, something to keep an eye on too. Yep, it's Tim like Tim is Lillia Tim is he out of favor? Is it John's team? Uh, it, it's there's just so much to think about. So yeah, but yeah. you're right, the kit's coming, and people are people think they got all the freaking puzzle pieces put together and they know what the kit is and i'm like who made this like what right. you, you've all seen it on twitter oh skc daily has the yeah. has the uh the mock-up it. here huh and he denied it he was like i didn't yeah. this isn't even me but now what you can see there's some pictures from alan Polito's instagram or somebody else's instagram taking a picture yeah. with alan Polito. i don't remember who it was a marketing executive i think and there's a collar that's like navy a, a dark blue collar and a button there's a button involved mm-hmm. A button or a snap? Oh, uh, well, that's a good uh, question. Probably some button. sort of closing a mechanism. <laughs> at the top some of the sort collar. of fastener. <laughs> it's not going to be the t-shirt style. It's going to be, there's some sort of button or snap or something at the top of the dark blue collar. So, you know, there's going to clearly be dark blue I, accents on the light blue jersey. Are you Let's over see. all the like teases and leaks and stuff? I kind of, I kind of like a good surprise. Like, I mean, you're, you like that too. You don't like yeah. to really spoil things for yourself. I know when Marvel movies come out, you go into full on COVID oh, lockdown. LeBron zero dark 30 Twitter mode. <laughs> you do. And I, I'm kind of that way too with like, w- with the Royal Rumble for WWE. I didn't sure. want to like see any rumored returners. You know, Can I was like, nah. sucker. Yeah, it was fun. That was great. I didn't <laughs> want to, uh, you know, I want to ruin that for me. I, I like right. to be a kid. I like to be surprised. And I'm kind of that way with the jersey too. You know what I mean? I don't need leaks. Just drop it's it little, on me when it's ready. 
Yeah, it's a little anticlimactic, especially if you see like a weird mock-up that's not quite right, but it's like 90% right. And then yeah. you get the actual jersey and you're like, oh, it looks a little better, but well, don't, I knew yeah, what to Don't expect. get me mad. Don't get me mad before it's released. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I hate that. So, uh, no, I'm excited to see it. You know, they used to do those like jersey release events that they do like in a warehouse downtown or whatnot. Yeah. And I remember I they went to still one. Still might. Like, there was smoke and lasers and suddenly Seth Snovic walked out and he took off the jersey and there it is. And that's, it was the, like the checkerboard one that they kind of did yeah. that with. And the last you remember the one on Twitter, you remember uh, the one where all the fans were like in a commercial. We went and, to it. Yeah. Remember the one where they actually announced the Jersey during a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Was that Dom? Uh, uh, maybe the whole yeah. maiden KC campaign. Yeah. The dark blue uh, one with the, the, the hoops bananas that's absolutely bananas and yeah they, they've had some neat ways man and i think that uh you know we used to I, I miss those days of volunteering for the uh victory project we got a pretty hefty little discount on those bad boys yeah we did so <laughs> hey, it, it was great while it lasted yeah but it's not why we did it okay we're trying no, to give back to not. the children exactly <laughs> <laughs> um is there anything else sporting related you want to talk about before we maybe talk a little bit of u.s men's national team here real quick Mm. trying to rack my brain a little bit i, I, I don't, don't think there's anything else no, so i don't think so well let's let's touch on real quick this wasn't obviously a huge camp for the u.s men's national team uh i guess who the are biggest, all these players who are these people <laughs> the biggest news uh from the u.s men's national team that we really didn't talk about is uh general manager brian mcbride and was it Technical director Ernie Stewart, I forget what his specific title were, uh, have been dismissed uh, from their yeah. roles. So I love some... a good guy named Ernie. I just think it's, it's freaking great. <laughs> Pretty big changes here. Sporting director Ernie Stewart, te- uh, general manager Brian McBride. Uh, there is no news in terms of Greg Berhalter, but I think the longer this goes, probably the less likely it is that Greg Berhalter returns. Um, he was obviously not involved in the January camp, uh, and, but you know, it wasn't the most inspiring performances in the January camp. Uh, the U.S. lost for the first time in years on home soil uh, to Serbia, two to one, on uh, last Wednesday, January twenty fifth, uh, and then they drew on Saturday against Colombia, nil nil. So, I mean, I don't know how Sounds... how excited can you get about the January camp after the World Cup when there's really nobody there and we don't have a coach. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And like I said, all these players, like, you know, the only one that was even noticeable is uh, Walker Zimmerman. It's right. like, okay, I see his Zims. Uh, all, who's the guy? There was a guy looking pretty good. And I watched I watched Wednesday's game, by the way. I did stay was up for that late one. Cade Cowell, Brandon Vasquez. Cade Cowell, bro. Yeah. Cade Cowell is a handsome son of a bitch. You see that guy? <laughs> it's that hair you like, huh? He's gorgeous. And I feel, and he kept throwing, uh, he kept launching balls at the freaking post. And I'm like, bro, the goal is two inches to the right. This isn't a skills challenge. <laughs> he kept hitting the post. I'm like, knock it off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the only guy who scored was Brandon Vasquez. So, you mm-hmm. know, you never really know what's going to happen at striker there. But Cade Cowell, there's a future there, I think, potentially. So, a future of handsomeness and beautiful babies. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, I think the biggest thing to take from this is there's still just a mess left over in the wake of this Reina Baralter debacle. I think it's good that the U.S. men's national team is maybe clearing house with Ernie Stewart and Brian McBride. Um, Jay Baralter is no longer COO of U.S. soccer. 
I saw a number of people point out that part of the problem with U.S. soccer is that everybody was friends with everybody, that Gio Reyna's dad uh, felt comfortable, Claudio Reyna felt comfortable going to his friends, who also happen to be the sporting director and general manager of U.S. soccer, that have some sway over Greg Berhalter and is just airing this dirty laundry. It's It's all nepotism at its highest form. I mean, that's how does anyone get a job at this level these days? It's all about who you know. Yeah. And so I think it's good that they're clearing some of this out. Claudio Reyna obviously is no longer in his official um, technical director role with Austin FC, although I think they still said he's like a sporting advisor. So he's probably still doing the same thing and probably getting paid. They just changed his title. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. It's wild. I just, I hate this. I hate everything. I, God dang, should Greg Bearhalter be kicking women? No. No. But was that decades ago? And I'm sure he hasn't kicked a woman since. Uh, yeah. Well, and I think, as we said, it, it's not Claudio Reyna's story to tell. It's not his wife's story to tell. It was yeah. Greg Berhalter's wife's story to tell. And if she's made peace with it and come to terms with it and they have a healthy relationship now, that's on them. Good for them. I so. say you put I say you put Mrs. Reyna and Mrs. Berhalter on one of those Real Housewives shows and just let them go. Just I let think- them go. U.S. soccer is already too much like a trashy reality show. I don't, we don't need more of it. It feels. I'm just trying to see hands get thrown, bro. Yeah. I'm trying to see keep my man's name out your mouth. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I think that's tangentially related to the U.S. men's national team is Concacaf, obviously, which we know is is our uh, regional federation, and Conmebol, which is the South American federation. You like announced... saying that just now? You enjoyed saying that word. <laughs> <laughs> They've announced a strategic collaboration to strengthen and develop football in both regions. The agreement includes men's and women's national team competitions and a new men's club tournament. Uh, but what is interesting is the Conmebel Copa America 2024, which is basically their gold cup, will be played here in the United States in the summer of 2024. So there will be 10 Conmebel teams who are, who are playing in it, and the six best CONCACAF teams will be played as guests. Where are you from? All of a sudden, you just you just became so like exotic. <laughs> I think I'm just I'm excited because when especially for the casual fans who are who watch the World Cup, World Cup ends and you're like, great, okay, now what? I'm not gonna see a meaningful competition for four more years. And you try to sell the gold cup, you're like, no, the gold cup's great. And you're like, yeah, but most you know gold cups, I can fast forward to the final, and it's gonna be U.S. and Mexico and. Jamaica might sneak in there every once in a while, but it's, yeah. it's traditionally a, a two-horse race. The Copa America is Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Peru, like serious Uruguay. These are, you know, powerhouses. Argentina just won the World Cup. So I think yeah. it's much better for the U.S. men's national team, assuming they're one of the six best teams in CONCACAF, to be playing in a competition like this against that level of competition instead of playing Trinidad and Tobago in the Gold Cup. Oh, yeah. So, CONCACAF is doing this with who? Conmebol. (laughs) Why do you say the other one? You said CONCACAF, so American. You said, you know, something else very American. And then you're like, actually, Conmebol. (laughs) I I, I don't know. It's just fun. Oh, it is fun. (laughs) It's Yeah. I I mean, hey, maybe Kansas City will host some uh, Copa America uh, matches here. We'll see. Um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry i just yeah. whenever i think of like accents and stuff i think of uh brad pitt's character on inglorious bastards where he's just yeah. like a river derchi 
<laughs> that's yeah probably what it actually sounds like when i'm saying it but yeah i do not speak spanish con my ball <laughs> yeah um so it says uh the two Concacaf teams that participate in the 2024 summer olympics um the united states and jamaica or canada will directly qualify for the 2024 Concacaf women's gold cup so that's that's for the women's side um and then the remaining six Concacaf teams will be determined through the 2023 road to CONCACAF W gold cup. So um, this, this is interesting because there's going to be the top four CONMEBOL teams that are, <laughs> uh, I try to say it with a little less flourish there, yeah. uh, invited to the women's 2024 gold cup. So this is, this is all really interesting. Um, and then there will be a centralized final four style club competition featuring the best clubs from the respective confederations. So the four participating teams, two from each federation will qualify through existing CONMEBOL and CONCACAF club competitions. So you could see an MLS team playing against um, river plate from Argentina. So it's just more soccer, man. So uh, ask me if I'm mad about that. You know, it's just going to pad, pad down our calendars a little more, try to, watch it all so it should be fun but soccer's right around the corner man i'm excited i can't wait to see real life sporting KC soccer in person here coming uh, within a month or so 100 percent, very exciting so thank you all so much for listening make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at no other pod at dan Kuzer at jc mac zero three make sure you leave that five star rating and review we didn't have any new ones to read this week but leave it wherever you get your podcasts uh shoot us an email no other pod at gmail.com and uh, check out KCN Soc- KCSN Soccer on YouTube. And uh, one final reminder, get your tickets. Celebrity game this Saturday, Kansas City so Comics, 6.05 p.m. Come watch your boys. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Celebrities, baby. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.